0: Welcome to the Roger Franklin
1: Williams Show. And this is my time. Keep it here as Roger talks about local and national issues important to you. Talking with the leaders and newsmakers in our community. We might have a little fun along the way. It's the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now, here's Roger. Welcome
2: to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. A program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's Founding Traditions of God, Family, Country. It's great to be with you today. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you as we talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. Of course, as you know, on our program, The Roger Franklin Williams Show, we do that from a perspective that honors America's founding traditions. Have a great show for you. A little bit later, we'll hear from Marjorie Guzman of Topaz, clinical research, and she'll give us um, a lot of information and insights about the that exciting field. And uh, but, but first of all, pleased to be joined, and we'll be joined in just a moment, by Mr. Vito Fira, our regular contributor and good friend over at Network Sound and Video, the founder of Network Sound and Video, where memories last forever. Before we go to Vito, I want to course remind you that our program is sponsored by friends over at Sheeler Auto Repair and we'll let you know that if you're looking for a place that will care for your car truck SUV van any vehicle work truck uh, with old school honesty integrity and dependability I urge you to get over to see Demetrius and Odysseus at Sheeler Auto Repair they're located 1908 South Orange Blossom Trail of Popka tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you now let's go to Vito Fira founder of Network Sound and Video, where memories last forever. Vito, good morning. Thank you for joining us.
3: Hey, Roger. Good to be here. I'll tell you, it's great. And welcome to your audience.
2: Thank you. You know, I I was thinking as we've, um, you know, June, I always associate June with Father's Day, among other things, you know, summertime, uh, reunions, weddings, rehearsal dinners, all those kinds of things. Um, But first of I before we talk about Father's Day, I do want to mention... You know, just recently we had Memorial Day. We had a wonderful Memorial Day program with Vietnam combat veteran Dennis Puglio, and uh, who was awarded three Purple Hearts for wounds that he served in combat uh, in Vietnam in 1966 and 1967. But I um, and we got a lot of great, wonderful feedback on that program as well. And I really appreciate all the great feedback that we um, have from our listeners. On that program, but you know, you know that your father served was a veteran himself, and in fact, he um, you know passed away recently, uh, fairly recently. But um, I would love to have you maybe share a little bit about your father's service.
3: Yeah, thanks, Raj. I do want to just commend all the uh, Memorial Day uh, uh, people that, that in our neighborhood, for instance, that just went nuts with the flags and the comm- commemoration and, and things like that this year. It was really great to see you know drive down the street and just see. Tons of American flags and people waving and saluting and stuff. It just really makes it just makes your heart feel good. Yes, my dad was uh, in the Air Force, 1943. Matter of fact, he got his wings back then. He had been a pilot ever since that time, and he had flown for years and years and years. Uh, he wound up being uh, owning his own flight school here in Orlando, Florida. Uh, it was called South Air Flight School down in Kissimmee and he taught so many kids you know he has a, he has a, a background that says that he has spent more time in the air than a lot of people have spent on earth <laughs> so and his name is Joe and uh Joe just did a lot of flying I'd say and we you know and we you know, we lost him just last year but uh, uh being a a veteran himself it makes us very proud we have a lot of military people in our own family my my one son uh, Mike's in the air force right now and he is in Syria so we always ask a for blessings and prayers for anybody that's uh, deployed where where they wherever they are but uh yeah with when it comes to military we honor those people and especially remember the ones that uh served up and gave up their lives for us to keep us safe here in the, in the USA it's uh it's amazing how much we get in military uh, restoration projects, as you, you know, as a lot of your listeners might know, that's what we do. We restore everything that's old and make it new. We don't do washer machines and dryers, but we, we can do just about everything else. People will call us, hey, do you know somebody that fixes vacuum cleaners? Because, you know, we've got so much old stuff in here that we repair. And we usually do. We have a good connection somewhere along the line. But uh, we we have gotten quite a bit of military materials in to restore, either from film, uh, audio cassettes that had been recorded, and, of course, we do those love letters but, uh, yeah, we just want to commend everybody that really memorialized uh, that last weekend, uh, heading now into Father's Day.
2: And that's uh, one of the reasons I thought now would be good timing to have you join us and share with our listeners. Another thing that I always think about, and I know many of our listeners do too, in the month of June is D-Day, that that just incredible battle of June 6, 1944, which really led to – was the catalyst for what became the turning point of World War Two. And uh, just you know, one of the most really horrific battles in in American or even world history, you know. I mean, I'm reading a, a wonderful book about that right now, uh, which I think the name of it is actually June 6, 1944, mm-hmm. uh, which actually is personal accounts of of the men who survived who were part of that uh, initial landing on Omaha Beach. But anyway, I wanted to. Um, I know that it, and my father was a veteran as well. He served in World War II, but you know, I know that. Now is a wonderful time. Father's Day would be a great time, especially for the veterans. And it doesn't have to be World War II. Any any conflict, the ones that are going on now, even. But it would be a great time for a wonderful gift to um, commemorate and preserve and save those memories that they have, um, you know, have pictures of or video of. And I'd like to have you address that.
3: Yeah, one of the things that we're known for here is doing our presentation slideshows, and yeah, you know, what a great way to commemorate. Uh, it does two things. It takes old pictures, videos, film, whatever you might have, and it restores them. But in the same way, it also, we can put it into a presentation package. It doesn't have to be long. It could be 10, 15 minutes of different pieces that uh, would commemorate that person that's uh, serving now or has, is a veteran. It just makes it a great gift, and it's ways to share, too, with family. Because uh, so, so many times we've heard comments that people were there in the audience, and they just said, we had this great party, the food was fabulous, the place was great, everybody showed up, but the thing that made the entire program was the one that they showed that was the commemoration program. And, you know, people were saying, how do I get copies of that afterwards? Because they had never known, they hadn't seen these pictures in so many years, or the video clips or the film that was a part of the production, they hadn't seen it in years, and... They were so anxious to get a copy of those, so it's it's a really really great way to uh, to accumulate these these things and gather them up, restore them. And then also consider doing the photo slideshow presentations, which are great. And they're you know for every occasion it can be you know for a a, a wedding anniversary, a birthday, uh, school graduations that are happening right now, and any just about any event that you can think of. Uh, people that are retiring, we've done corporate ones where people gathered up all the information over the years and wanted a big celebration. And what a great way to gather everybody that someone had you know worked with and, and associated with in their business. So. It's a pretty neat way to to, uh, to, to restore these old uh, media uh, projects and, and get them onto something new.
2: And you're listening to The Roger Franklin Williams Show. Right now we're speaking with Vito Fira, founder of Network Sound and Video, where memories last forever. You can find them at networksoundandvideo.com. You can drop by and see them, drop in and see Rhonda and Vito, and they're conveniently located on Ronald Reagan Boulevard in Longwood in the Merritt Center. Or you can just go... Go low-tech and call them, 407-834-8555. That's 407-834-8555, network, sound, and video. And the one thing I would like to emphasize to our listeners, Vito, picking up where you left off, is you. Know, this is very – you are um, very low-tech friendly <laughs> customer-wise. And, and what I mean is I'm you know, one of the lower-tech people out there um, there 's so much that i don 't know um, but but it it 's daunting literally and I know that a lot of our, our our listeners and friends are in the same boat and that was one of the things I want to emphasize to our listeners you can um, you, you with your ex, you know, ex, expertise and knowledge extensive limitless knowledge of all the uh, technical arena can really take um, what what people bring in like you did with me and really make it something much more um, usable much better uh, and, and you're the one that do, does all the heavy lifting the customer doesn't really have to know a lot about what you do or how you do it <laughs> all they need to do is bring in these old pictures or these old VHS tapes or even eight millimeter you know film or as we've talked about before uh, you know um, other kinds of eight track tapes or whatever whatever you have that's outdated just bring it into Vito and Ronda and they'll, they'll, they'll do the rest and the thing that I want to mention too is that you know, it's, you know, my father, and my parents, and I know, you know, many of our listeners, most of our listeners um, have a similar experience, have extensive photo albums or, or even, you know, less than photo albums, boxes full of, of, you know, cherished pictures, whether it was from World War II or, you know, getting married or graduations or, you know, whatever, even family birthdays and things like that. Um, you can take the, and those are wonderful, but, but you can't really show those to your relatives and in another state or another location, you can't really, um, you know, they're 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 extremely low tech. I mean, you have to sit there and watch them, and you you have access to them uh, in your hand. Whereas you can take those same uh, photos, just use that for an example, and put make them totally up to date technologically. You can uh, mail them, email them, text them, whatever to relatives around the world, uh, so that you can really um, share those in an updated format. You can read them on your computer, um, you know, on your devices, whatever. So I, I, that's a that's point I really want to emphasize to our listeners and, and, and have you address that briefly, too.
3: Well, that's one of the amazing things. When people do come into our studios here, it's a, like a little museum. There's all kinds of stuff to look at and, and read about, and they'll see old cameras and film projectors and record players and and uh, phonographs out there and stuff and i usually give them as much information as they can stand because i can go on <laughs> like a, like a tape player is up forever and they're going like that's way too much information just call me when it's ready you know so but i do some folks are really into understanding how the old stuff actually worked and operated and how we get it into the newer formats so as you were saying about boxes and boxes of uh, photographs that come in the you know the the remember the folders and you put the pictures in and you put down the little piece of plastic and mm-hmm. you turn to the next page, they, and those things are heavy. They can be like five pounds a piece. You know they'll bring in five sets of books like that, and we take all these, scan them, and then put them onto. A disc or a flash drive, and they just can't believe that everything fits on a little thumbed flash drive like that. And they're gone. they need help to get, you know, they've heard me, people have heard me say, we need help to get them back out to the car with their box of originals.
2: And the thing is, once you make that transition, and you're doing, you know, as we said, do all the heavy lifting. We're going to have to take Mm -hmm. a break here in just a moment. Um, Is... Is they can then they can utilize and enjoy those those cherished memories in so many more different ways. Correct, and you'll just have to go to the closet, bring out the box, and look at it. Mm-hmm. They can uh, you put it on their computer and, and look it on the computer. They can, as I say, you can share it with relatives around the country, around the world. Mm-hmm. That you can uh, even on, those who have smart TVs can even you know, fix it so that you watch those things on on your television mm-hmm. in your living room. So that's what that's the kind of thing in a nutshell that Rhonda and Vito can do. and R- Vito, if you can stay with us just a moment. I'd like to pick it up when we come back from the break.
3: Sure can.
2: Friends, you're listening to The Roger Franklin Williams Show. We'll be right back.
1: Welcome back to The Roger Franklin Williams Show. News, views, and interviews, important to you. And now, here's Roger, and this is my turn.
2: Welcome back to The Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you. Of course, The Roger Franklin Williams Show is a program. That's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. I'm pleased to be speaking with Vito Fira, founder of Network Sound and Video, one of our regular contributors on our program. A little bit later in our program, as I'd mentioned earlier, we'll speak with Marjorie Guzman, who is the owner of Clinic of Topaz Clinical Research, and we'll hear all about that exciting field of clinical research and uh, the work that. Marjorie is doing at Topaz uh, right here in our community. Before we go back to Vito, I want to, of course, let you know that our program is supported by our friends over at Florida Door Solutions. All the programs you hear on our stations are supported by Florida Door Solutions. And I want to let you know that if you have garage door problems, Florida Door Solutions has your solution. and They are founded on the old school principles of quality and dedication to service for their customer. To find out more about Florida's best garage door company, Florida Door Solutions, visit Door.com. That's Door.com or just give them a call at 866-FLA-DOOR. Be sure to tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. Now back to Vito Fira, founder of Network Sound and Video, where memories last forever. And Vito, when we went to the break, you know I was just kind of sharing with our listeners how... You can do with, you know, very simply, you can really upgrade cherished memories, you know, photographs that are stored in a box somewhere or a, 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 a deteriorating photo album or whatever, and really bring those up to bring to life and to uh, where our friends can use those in a variety of different ways. Now, I why don't we, or anything else? Would you like, and we were talking all about for, Father's Day specifically. Uh, is there maybe a, a Father's Day idea you have? I know that you have some very interesting experiences, literally on a daily basis, at Net networks down this video as people come in and they share their, their cherished memories with you. Um, do you have a, a, a story about Father's Day, a gift that you've prepared, you and Rhonda have prepared that you might like to share with us?
3: Well, most of these folks, thanks, Roger, mo- most folks will ask, you know, you know, what? what is a great Father's Day gift? Well, they have, all they have to do is go into a closet or into the entertainment center. And usually that's where dads hide everything. You know, and one girl came in and she said, my dad would not relinquish these old tapes. He had his old favorite cassette tapes that he loved to listen to. And he couldn't listen to them anymore. His car had the CD player in it, and a lot of the cars come with flash drives. So I said, well, why don't you just restore some of these cassettes? So she brought all these old cassettes in, and some of them weren't just music. Some of them were, uh, he recorded them when when the kids were small, chitter-chattering around, singing happy birthday, playing guitars and piano. It was really a blast, and I'm sure this is going to make his Father's Day because he hadn't been able to listen to these old cassettes for so long. So those can be made into CD format. They can also be made into MP3 files, which can go on what we were talking about earlier, the flash drives. And the nice thing about that is sharing, because anything that's on the flash drive can then be shared. Portions of them can be put on the internet. They can upload them to their Facebook pages. They can put them on YouTube if they get a channel. They can attach them to email. And then it's easy to make a copy of the flash drive. We can do that here, or some folks can, you know how to do it themselves. But the main thing is that now they're shareable, and most people, uh, when they find these archives, they have the only copy. And it's such a shame to let that only master copy of whatever it might be, a record reel or tape or video, to just sit there and nobody else even knows it because... 99% 99% of the people that do come into here at the office when they review what we've done, they weren't even sure what was on those old tapes, and they're finding it just beautiful stuff. Family, grandmoms on there that may have not seen in a long time, even pets. You know, they've got their little pets, dogs, kittens. They're Fluffy. <laughs> you know, it's it's a trip because you're. You're bringing back memories, and, you know, we've got a box of tissues out front because they're crying with happy tears. So it really is a great way to restore and bring back memories, and, uh, you know, it makes a fantastic Father's Day gift, but they do have to get them in quickly to uh, to make sure that we can get them done for Father's
2: Day. Friends, you're listening to The Roger Franklin Williams Show. We're more, right now we're speaking with Vito Ferra, founder of Network Sound and Video. You can find out more about Vito at networksoundandvideo.com. You can go drop by see Vito and Rhonda at their office on Ronald Reagan Boulevard in Longwood in the Merritt Center, or just give them a call at 407-834-8555. And Vito it was another thing that I wanted to mention too. That I'll just share this. You know, for me personally, and, and and I've shared before, and you know, but how gratifying it was to to find you and Rhonda because as I as I've shared, you know, I had a box just like everybody else did or boxes. Of of momentos going all the way back to when I was in college. That's right. And um, you
3: look exactly the same now. <laughs>
2: thank you. That's that's not true, but thank you. I appreciate the uh, appreciate it. Um, thanks for helping me out. Trying to help me out here. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> But, you know, and, and I had an absolutely no idea to do with them. In fact, I didn't even know if they were even updatable, if you will. You know, I, didn't, I thought maybe they were just something that was mired in 1970s technology, and I would never ever be able to look at them again. A VHS tape from, you know, when I worked at Channel 5 in Gainesville when I was in school, and, uh, you know, things over the years, uh, even the VHS tape of... You know, my debate when I was a candidate for office back in 1988.
3: But anyway. How about your old telephone? Remember, you found that old phone and we recovered hundreds and hundreds of pictures off of that for you.
2: Yeah, yeah. But I. And but what I wanted to to mention is that first of all I I had no idea I mean I, it, it's very difficult to find somebody that does what you do in the first place, now especially locally. But then the other thing is there are national companies that, that do essentially um, not what you do, but but are in, in this type of, same type of business that you do. And the thing that I, that 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 I would just share, and this is my own personal perspective, I wouldn't feel super comfortable boxing up my my lifelong cherished memories and mail them off to somebody in New York or. L.A. or Chicago or whatever. So the point that I want to make is is you don't have to do that, friends. You, you've got somebody right here, our neighbor, our friend, right here in Lynn Longwood, where you can take them. You know, they'll literally treat them, your cherished memories, with, with tender, loving care and, and the ultimate professionalism and expertise. And um, that's one more reason why you, you might be able to tell I'm, I'm a little bit excited about the work that Rhonda and Vito do at Network Sound and Video.
3: And that's right, Roger. We're right here in Longwood, and a lot of people do come in. When they come in with these boxes, they said they just didn't feel right about taking these precious memories—the only set of masters that they had—and just putting them in a box and sending them out. And I've had people drive.
2: I can only imagine you know, who's yeah. working on those in New York or LA or Chicago. I mean, I suspect that they're uh, you know either either millennials or, or or the generation after the millennials, and I don't even know the name of them. And uh, anyway, that's. Kind of a horrific thought in a way, but <laughs> especially when the option is, is Vito and Rhonda, you know.
3: Well, come on in. I'll tell you what, we just got a brand new coffee pot, so we're <laughs> dying to try this thing. So when you guys come in, you can sit a while. We'll love to talk to you and enjoy a nice, fresh cup of coffee.
2: Now, one other thing I'd like to mention, you know, also is that, of course, we, we talk specifically about Veterans and Father's Day, and um, right. but they're – Summertime is the time of many other occasions. You know, p- people have had, you know, graduations and weddings and rehearsal dinners and reunions uh, over the years. And talk about some of those, um, you know, aspects of the kind of memories that you can preserve as well.
3: Well, yeah, you've seen everything from cruises that people have shot on videotape, and now they want to share it with some of the people that were in the, uh, on the voyage with them. And you've got weddings and anniversaries and, of course, the graduations that are coming up. And we can take the old and the new and mix it together and do the the photo slideshow presentations. Exactly. So those are kinds of things that, uh, that we can mix with uh, within the summer. And summer's a good time to do it. A lot of folks will drop something off in June, and they may not get needed till they come back you know, in July, after a vacation, so they drop those off ahead of time, and they're pleasantly surprised when they come back in to pick up everything's done and ready for them and after those vacations, there's just so many uh things like the wedding anniversaries I get mentioned and and uh and, and uh, school things and corporate uh conferences and 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 uh and and the like that have been done and shot on video and audio reel to reels training tapes seminars et cetera et cetera. That we bring those things back to life too, so it, it does make it uh, a rewarding uh, process for everyone, and it's it's just a, a great way to go and to restore these things.
2: And that, as you were talking, I was just thinking exactly as um, you you can do uh, history, corporate histories of, of corporations and companies, and and same way with churches. You know, many of the churches like to have their history recorded, and I know many, some of them do that, are or, or great about that. Others, you know. You know, have a lot. Lot would like to do that, but uh, you know, have haven't started that process. So there's almost uh, almost an infinite number of things that Vito and Ronan could do at Network Sound and Video to help you preserve your memories and help your memories last forever, whether they're your personal, individual, or family memories, or uh, your company or your church.
3: That's correct, Roger. We've done so many churches in the area, uh, uh, all around actually, and and schools, uh, historical societies. Uh, Winter Park, Sanford, uh, you name it—all the all the uh, local towns, Castleberry, uh, police departments have brought in their their projects to us. Uh, fire departments—we've done Sanford Fire Department. They've had all these great films and things from the 1950s, and now they're able to incorporate those in their new presentations. When people go in and they visit some of the uh, uh, some of their little uh, uh, shows that they put on. As you walk through, you know any of these uh, historical uh, event places. So it's great when they start out with an old slideshow or something from 1950 or even earlier. So it, yeah, it brings all those things back to life. So yeah, the corporate things are are out there, and some people don't think about that, but it it, it just brings the old back to new. And again, it's shareable after that.
2: Well, Vito, it's always great to catch up with you. We'll let you get back to work now. Uh, but I want to thank you, and I want to encourage our listeners once again to, um, if you have the need, and many people do, that you've got a great place to take your cherished memories. That's Network Sound and Video. They're conveniently located on Ronald Reagan Boulevard in Longwood. They'd love to have you drop by and say hello and bring your things in in person. Vito and Rhonda, they're it's uh, they're in the Merit Center, and it's in the Big Tree Office Park area of Longwood on Ronald Reagan Boulevard. You can find them, of course, 24-7 at NetworkSoundAndVideo.com or just give them a call at 407-834-8555. And Vito, I also want to thank you as we go to break um, for your support uh, of, of our radio stations here. All You you have been very generous and loyal in supporting our, our stations as a sponsor, and we appreciate that very much.
3: Thank you, Roger. God bless you and your listeners and uh, all the dads out there for Father's Day. Have a good one. You too. Go
2: Vito Fira network, sound, and video. Now We'll go to break in a moment. Before we do, I want to, of course, let you know that Dr. Patrick St. Germain, D.C., St. Germain Chiropractic, and burnfatterlando.com support our program and our radio stations. And, of course, as you know, Dr. Patrick St. Germain has been voted best chiropractor for uh, I don't even know how many years in a row. I, I thought it was six, but I've learned where it's more like 10 or 12. Of course, he's established a reputation for honesty, integrity, and for excellence in the field of chiropractic. So, so, when you're in pain, call Dr. St. Germain at 855 when in pain. That's 855 when in pain. Dr. Patrick St. Germain voted best chiropractor. Well, friends, we'll go to break right now. When we come back, we look forward to speaking with Marjorie Guzman of Topaz Clinical Research. Please stay with us.
0: Your home and away voice of the Apopka Blue Darters. Your hometown station, 1520 WPCW.
1: Welcome back to The Roger Franklin Williams Show. News, views, and interviews important to you. And now, here's Roger. And this is my
2: Welcome back to The Roger Franklin Williams Show. Great to be with you today. I thank you for the opportunity to join you. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Vito Fear. It's always great to have Vito as a regular contributor and share with you the great work that he and Ronda do at Network Sound and Video. When a Introduce our guest, next guest in just a moment. But before we do, I want to remind you, of course, that encourage you to, if you're looking for an auto repair shop that will care for your car, truck, SUV, or any other vehicle with old school honesty, integrity, and dependability, urge you to get over to see Demetrius and Odysseus Virgos at Sheeler Auto Repair. No job is too big or too small for the guys at Sheeler Auto Repair. You can trust the guys at Sheeler Auto Repair. In fact, that's where I take my car. They're located 1908 South Orange Blossom Trail, Apopka. And be sure to tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. Now we're pleased to be joined by Marjorie Guzman of Topaz Clinical Research. It's a very exciting field that I'm learning more about. And Topaz Clinical Research is an exciting company as well. They're relatively new, located in the Apopka Hunt Club Altamont Springs area on Highway 436 in Apopka. And Marjorie brings extensive experience in the clinical research field and we're pleased to share with you uh, the great service that uh, she and Topaz Re- Clinical Research are bringing to our community. Marjorie, thanks for coming over. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And why don't we um, just start right at the top Just and just tell, tell us a little bit about Topaz Clinical Research uh, and your goal and your
4: mission. Uh, Topaz Clinical Research, I just started um, in 2016. Um, we've been on uh, the same location here for about a year. And um, our goal is to bring uh, clinical research to the community. Um, I know a lot of the uh, research sites are located in the Orlando area, and um, so I'm pretty happy to be here in this area um, to bring in uh, new medications and um, be part of this community.
2: And can you tell us a little bit about, you know, why don't we talk a little bit about the the clinical research field in general Mm -hmm. because I know some of our uh, listeners might be familiar, others might not be so familiar. But just talk a little bit about clinical research in general.
4: Well, clinical research is, um, I, I guess they call it study research, clinical research, uh, research um, but really what it is is um, the beginning of starting out with uh, medications. So um, any medications that are out on the market right now, they had to go through clinical research trials. So what we will be doing at Topaz is being part of that where we would have volunteers come in, try out new medications before they are FDA approved, and um, so that we can be part of history when medications are approved. So, um pretty much clinical research is um, making sure that medications are going to be safe and effective for um, for future use.
2: Now, can you talk about specifically how you got started in the field of clinical research?
4: Um, I started in research back in two thousand and two. I believe it was um, I was uh, setting up programs for medical students, and um, I had one of the local doctors I used to live in Hampton, South Carolina. And one of the local doctors came up to me one day with a book of you know regulations, federal regulations, and he said, Marjorie, have you heard of uh, clinical research in the past? And I, I said, I don't know what that is, but uh, he said, I have a book here. Here's the regulations. Uh, maybe you want to come and work for me. So that's what I did. I read the the, the Code of Federal Regulations, and um, I said, you know, I think I can do this. And so I started working as a study coordinator, which is um, actually seeing the patients. Um, we started calling different pharmaceutical companies and letting them know, hello, we're here in, in Hampton, South Carolina and um that's pretty much how i started um and i did that for about uh i would say about almost 4 years um i went back and lived in uh charleston south carolina and um after that then i said you know what i'm 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 moving to florida and that's how i ended up down here in florida and uh i started um looking at uh working with a company that i and i only did all of their regulatory which had you know just all the regulatory documents which with clinical research is nothing but regulatory And um, after doing that for about a year, I said, you know, I want to be an auditor. And so that's pretty much what I did. I became a a clinical research associate, which is pretty much, um, they call them a monitor, or pretty much what we're doing, we're auditing clinical research sites. And I've been doing that for the last 12 years. And um, I traveled all over the U.S. to different um, sites all over the U.S. to make sure that they're following code of federal regulations and protocols. So just making sure that what needs to be done is being done um, and that patients are being taken care of. So um, so I would say I've been doing this since 2002. So you've got quite a
2: extensive yes. experience yes. in the clinical research field. Friends, you're listening to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. We're glad you're joining us. Our guest right now is Marjorie Guzman of Topaz, Topaz Clinical Research. It's a new clinical research firm located in Apopka on Highway 436 between McIver Springs Road and Line Drive. It's in the General Apopka Hunt Club, Altamont Springs area. And... Now, Marta, why don't we talk a little bit more about, um, you know, specifically the work that you'll be doing at Topaz Clinical Research?
4: Um, what we're doing right now is we are approaching different pharmaceutical companies and um, different companies to try to bring uh, different therapeutic areas of research to Apopka. Um What we've been doing is uh, we we contacted them, um, and actually on the line right now we have about... Um, we have two Alzheimer's studies, a Parkinson's uh, disease study and uh, type 2 diabetes studies for adolescents um, that we are about to, um, you know, hear a final result on. So those might th- be things that we might be bringing into the community. So what we really want to do is bring research to the community, uh, be part of the community and have people come out there and, you know, just be part of a PAPCA. Um So, you know, the, the plan is to stay here long term. We want to um, be part of what's up and coming. And um, so so we are looking at different therapeutic uh, Studies, um, So it's not just one specific study that we're looking for um, or one specific um, disease that we're looking for. We're looking for all kinds of diseases.
2: And you've got a, a number of doctors that work with you closely and you
4: know, monitor yes. the things you
2: do and things like that?
4: Yes, I actually have uh, two different doctors. Uh, one of them would be with me full-time, and he would be what we call the principal investigator. Um, he is an emergency room doctor. Who's, uh, he actually lives in Longwood, and he's been in the community for over 20 years um, and so he's been doing clinical research for over five years um, at, a, at another company. And um, the other doctor that I have, who would be the sub, what they call the sub investigator, pretty much the backup. Um, she would, she has over twenty years of experience in research. And um, so, so we have, um, you know, doctors who are very involved in research. And what I'm also looking for is anybody, any other, other doctors in the community who might be interested in research but don't know how to do research uh, or. Think, okay, this is very difficult because there is a lot that comes um, with doing research. Um, a lot of regulations, you have to know a lot of documentation. Um, there's a lot that goes with research. And so the two doctors that I have, they have the experience of working uh, in research and knows, and they know what it takes. But I also you know, want to reach out to the doctors out there who are interested in doing research or being approached to do research but don't know how to do research. Um, that's what I would be available for. So so it's just um, there's a lot of steps to it and there's a lot of uh, documentation with it, um and so then that's what we would you know that's who i'm working with I'm ex- working with experienced doctors and you know the experience that I have myself, so we want to make sure that things are being done correctly.
2: very interesting speaking with Marjorie Guzman who, with Tupaz, Tupaz clinical research located in a popcorn highway four thirty six between McIver Springs road and line drive and you Marjorie, I you know and so as I understand it, you have two i guess general And and maybe even more, uh, but um, aspects of of what you're doing now at Topaz Clinical Research. One, you're building relationships with the doctors that you'll be working with, basically on on a daily basis, if you will, or weekly basis. And and you're also um, seeking to forge relationships with pharmaceutical companies, correct? That 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 need to have this research done, which is what you would do, basically. Uh, But then also, is is part of what you do at Topaz Clinical Research is to actually, uh, for lack of a better term, recruit or, or locate. Uh, potential people that would participate in these studies?
4: Yes. Well, with clinical research, it's most it's 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 actually all volunteer. So um, patients would come in and they volunteer to do these clinical research. So what we're doing right now, until we do have an approval or an actual study that's ongoing, we would like you know um, people that that are interested, they can come in, they can give us their information, and we can put them on our database. So that if you do qualify or if you are someone who we say, okay, this person qualifies for this study, we can always give you a call and say, hey, we have this study. We can go down the list of what they call inclusion exclusions to make sure that you qualify for the study. And then, um, you know, that's how we would um, make sure that people qualify for the studies or, you know, or so that we can involve everyone in the community. So it is all volunteer work. It is volunteer. Um, once you sign what we call an in- informed consent form, you are not obligated to stay, but it is all volunteer
2: and, and we're going to go to break in just a, a couple minutes, but um, and so basically, I'll just briefly and, and correct me if I am wrong, but as, as I understand it, because um, I am learning about the clinical research field as we go along, too. Basically, the pharmaceutical industry drugs you know that you take you know to get well when you are when you are ill, the doctors prescribe, or um, not like say a pair of shoes where you know, a cobbler or a shoemaker can just make a pair of shoes and you know stick them in the front window and start selling them to the public. Yeah, uh, you know, when you are dealing with, with drugs. There's a long, I guess, tortuous process involved from conception and, and production yes. to actually getting, actually, temp, you know, selling that to to the public. Is, is, is that a correct, uh, you know, assessment?
4: Yes, it is. Um, what they, th- that's what they call the phases of of clinical research. And um, if people have heard of clinical research, there's uh, phase one, phase two, phase three, and phase four. And uh, phase one is usually the the initial phase of when um, drug is the first time um, taken by a human. Um so those are um phase 1 studies and you know you usually have uh, maybe 80 to 100 volunteers and then you go into phase 2 which they're looking now for safety and um uh what you would say a dosing and then phase 3 would be um you know thousands of people can be involved in a study uh, throughout the world and those are studies that um are actually um Um, Where you're looking for adverse events, which is um, side effects or any type of uh, uh, dosing that you might have, Um, and phase four is after it has been approved by the FDA. They um, make sure that um, you know um, what's happening outside of you know what's happening after it has been approved. So those are the different phases of clinical research. Very interesting. And we're going to go to break
2: in just a moment. When we come back, we'll continue to speak with Marjorie Guzman of Topaz Clinical Research about those four phases and also other. Uh, parts of the process of bringing a drug uh, to market for the public and the work that she does at topaz research before we go to break i want to say hello to one of our loyal listeners mr don fannin and uh, it's great heard from don recently and you know in fact he shared some feedback about both the program where we um, eulogized if you will and, and talked about the wonderful life and career of of Okoy mayor scott vandergrift who died uh, fairly recently along with you know, Commissioner Fred Brummer joined me on that program, and then also had some wonderful things to say about our Memorial Day program as well. It's always great to hear from all of our listeners. I want to give a special hello to Don Fannin and his wife, Tini. and um, you know it's always great to hear from you guys. Well, friends, we're going to go to a quick break. We'll be right back on The Roger Franklin Williams Show.
1: Welcome back to The Roger Franklin Williams Show. News, views, and interviews, important to you. And now, here's Roger. And this is my turn.
2: Welcome back to the Roger Franklin-Williams Show. Good to be with you today. Speaking with Marjorie Guzman of Topaz Clinical Research, located in a pop on Highway 436 between McIver Springs Road and Line Drive. You know, Marjorie, when we went to break, you were talking about, um, you know, part of what you do at Topaz Clinical Research is, you know, people come to you, if you will, and, and they, um, you know, I guess, um, you know, take these medications and you monitor them, and that's all part of the process of, of what you do. Can you just kind of talk more about that? And um, you know, who are some of the people that say w- w- would be interested in coming and you know participating in, in a study?
4: Um, well, we would have studies for all age groups. Um, there is clinical research um, going on. There are at least, I-, I believe, in the state of Florida, about twenty thousand clinical research studies going on right now. So you have um, clinical research going on from you know infant, adolescents, adult ages, and seniors, um, and and you know um, all types of uh, uh, diseases that might be out there. We have you know. Uh, anti-aging therapy, uh, people with cardiology, uh, heart issues, um, blood pressure issues, diabetes, um, anything that you can think of, there is a clinical research out there because there's always research looking for new medications. So um, pretty much anyone, they want to come in and, and just talk to me a little bit about it and find out a little bit about us. You know, we, we have our doors open. You're welcome to come by and, and just ask any questions if you have any questions about research or uh, what your risks or benefits would be of our research. Um, you know, there are um, um people say well you know i don't want to i don't know if i want to do this I, you know why why would i want to do this and you know you have to remember that um you you get a new treatment for um medic, you know with clinical research there's, this is a new treatment that's going on for a disease before it's available to everyone um you also have to understand that you become um you play a more active role in your own healthcare when you are doing research pretty much you're um you're able to discuss take time with the doctor about your um your what your disease is And um, so you are playing an active role and you are going to be part of what we would say, you know, part of history. Pretty much if a a medication gets approved, you know, you participated in that. And um, also with clinical research, you would be um, you you have to come to the clinic uh, more often than you would if you would go to a regular doctor. So, you know, if you go to your doctor, you go, okay, I'm going to have a physical once a year. But when you participate in clinical research, depending on the protocols that we have, you know, we have you sometimes coming in once a week you know, once a month uh, and, and the whole time you're being, re- you know, reviewed by a doctor, you're being looked at by a doctor, you're being looked at by our nurses, you're being looked at, um, you know, ask questions of, of your health. So you do get a little bit more treatment um, than if you were just going to a doctor to say, okay, I have a headache. But if, with, with research, you're, um, we, we're making sure that you are being looked at and, you know, that we are making sure that if you have any effects um, that we're documenting and that we're making sure that you are being taken care of. Um, you also have a, remember that with clinical research, you're helping um, others in the future. Um, if the medications get approved by the FDA, you are part of that history and, and um, you're helping people with that. And um, you will also get information on support groups. Um, a lot of these protocols and a lot of the pharmaceutical companies, they have groups um, that can help you after you're off the study. Um, or we can always direct you to um, where you need to go for, for follow-ups after you, you finish the study. Um, And then, of course, you know, everyone always says there are risks. Um, I'm not sure if I want to do that because what if there's risk? Well, um, you have to make sure, you know, you know that new treatment may cause side effects. So that's what we're doing in research. We're making sure that if there are side effects, that we are documenting it and that we are making sure, you know, this medication might, let's say, cause a headache. Um, Obviously, we can say, okay, that's it. You're not going to continue in the study because you're getting headaches. But we document this and, and it's a long process of documentation and all of this is initially, you know, reviewed by the pharmaceutical companies, by what we call the institutional review boards that every study has to have, and ultimately by the FDA. So um, you know, all of any side effects, we are documenting those. Um and um you also have to understand with clinical research it, it might not work. So, you know, there are benefits and risks, but you have to remember that when you are doing clinical research, nothing gets approved unless there is more benefit than risk and it all depends on the protocols and of course all of that is explained when people come in and say okay after we talk to you initially and say you might qualify you would come in we would discuss this all the details of study of the study are we we talk about it and you are aware of all of the details and um you know you make the ultimate decision but you also have to remember there's always going to be more benefits than there are risks
2: very interesting. We're speaking with Marjorie Guzman of Topaz Clinical Research, located on Highway 36, 436 in Apopka between Wekava Springs Road and Line Drive in the Apopka Hunt Club area. And Marjorie, do you want to tell us a little bit more about Topaz and you, know, you know, how you came to be located in Apopka? And, and you know, just what would you say to people that uh, might, you know, they're here in this program and might be inclined to come by and find out more?
4: Well, like I mentioned, um, I you know like i said i was a, a pretty much what they call a monitor and auditor of clinical research and i traveled all over the us and i um got tired of traveling i you know it, it, the body can only take so much traveling and it's not always fun and games it's always work 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 so um my daughter actually moved up here to the orlando area and um i came to visit her i was living down in miami at the time and i said this is a beautiful place and the more i drove around the the you know i just saw this is beautiful country i really missed the trees and i missed uh having backyards and um so I looked up, you know, clinical research um, sites because this is what I know. This is um, this is what I'm good at. And um, I always wanted to open up a clinical research site. And I saw that Apopka was uh, up and coming and it's growing. And, um, you know, I stopped by the Chamber of Commerce and talked to them about the developments that are coming up in Apopka. And I thought, you know, we're not a uh, big Orlando city where everything is right on top of each other. But we are, you know, we, we will be a growing community. And um, I want to be part of that growth. So I said you know i'm I'm coming here and i looked around and i said this is a great location um i think we're going to have a uh, great growth and i want to be a part of that so that's why i opened my office here and um topaz of course you know the i think we meant we talked about it before the name topaz comes from you know initially with my daughters my daughters are november children so they're both topaz but also topaz is a stone that um comes in many different colors kind of like therapies therapeutic areas and so i thought you know this is perfect because um we are going to be doing different types of therapeutic areas. Um, we're going to be dealing with a diverse population. Um, you know, this is uh, a name that's the same in Spanish and English, and we will. You know, we are bilingual. So um, I thought this was just going to be a, a, a great name and, and something that I want to grow, and I want um, the community to grow with me. You know, I mean, my 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 plan here is to have um, local people that are, are from Apopka working with Topaz um, and, you know, as volunteers and, and actually working with Topaz. So um, that's how Topaz came about. And um, so initially, I guess I would say it's because it's I got tired of traveling. Uh, you know, it, it's just uh, I traveled all fifty states and I'm, I'm pretty tired.
2: <laughs> well, we're, we're glad that you've uh, located here in Apopka and, and are offering this great service to people in Apopka, Northwest Orange County and, and South Seminole County and Altamont Springs as well. Mm-hmm. Now, well, I'll just, you know, we were in our waning moments. Marjorie and Prince were speaking with Marjorie Guzman of Topaz Clinical Research, located on Highway 436 in Apopka between Wekiwa Springs Road and Line Drive in the Apopka Hunt Club area. Um, you can talk about anything else that you would like to talk about specifically, or one thing that I would just throw out there is, you know, the various um, ways that people could get involved in clinical research. There's a large variety of of, of therapies and and things that are being tested for. So anyway, um, would you like to share a little bit about that?
4: Well, you can definitely get involved with clinical research. Um, well, I, my, on my website, com, I actually have three videos that talk to you a little bit about, um, these are videos from the NIH, and they talk to you about what is research and how can I get involved. And they're very great videos, um, so if you want to learn a little bit more about it, um, they, they explain, um, what clinical research is. You can also come by our office and we can talk to you. Um, you know, it, there's nothing wrong with asking questions because this is, you know, this might be something new and something that, um, is exciting or scary for some people. So definitely, you know, I'm, I'm available, um, to discuss whatever you want to discuss. Um, and like I said, all types of therapeutic areas are, you know, that's what we're aiming for, and that's who we're contacting. Like I said, we're, we're, every day we're contacting different pharmaceutical companies and um, making sure that, you know, we, we, our doctors say, yes, we can do this protocol. And, and, and so, you know, we're going to make sure that we're in all types of different um, therapeutic areas um, of study to APOPCA. And um, also, like I mentioned earlier, any doctors, I mean, there might be doctors out there who are being approached to do clinical research who have a, a database of patients, um, but they're thinking, oh, you know, I don't, I don't, I've never done research. The positive thing is, is that I've done research for so many years that pharmaceutical companies are willing to um, say, okay, you don't have much experience, but, you know, we have someone who will be QAing that's going to be making sure that things are done correctly. And um, then we would have our doctors also being there. So you can also participate in clinical research that way. And I can encourage any doctors out there who are interested or want to discuss this with me in, you know, in details, we can definitely do that. Um, but, you know, because there are so many details and so many, um, um, minute things that need to be documented in research, um, I, I like to tell the doctors out there, you have to understand for every 15 minutes or 30 minutes of uh, time that you took with a the patient, um, there's about six to eight hours worth of paperwork. Um, and you have to follow regulations, you have to follow you know, um, uh, FDA guidelines. There is a lot of training that goes behind that. So if anyone is interested um, in doing research or, or talking to me a little bit more about it, definitely um, just give us a call. And can I mention my phone? Absolutely. It's uh, 954- 391- Two four seven seven nine five four three nine one two four seven seven, or you can just uh, send us an email at Research at gmail dot com, at gmail dot com, or just go on our website and um, our research dot com, and you know we have links to our emails and just just contact us, and you know we're we're here in the community, we want to grow with the community, we are going to be um, participating in as many events that we can in the community, so that um, you know Topas can be a, a, a home name, someone that something that someone everyone talks about. That's great.
2: We're glad you're here, and I do want to uh, mention, as you said before, though you're very easy to find. You're right there on Highway 436, yes. and your your bright uh, topaz sign is very easy to see.
4: Yes, it's purple with yellow, so it's it's a it's a big it's, it's a big sign. So we you know we are there Monday through Friday, um, usually from ten to six. So um, you know just come on by or give us a call. That's
2: great. Well, I thank you for coming over, and it's
4: great to thank have you. you
2: here in our community.
4: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me,
2: Marjorie Guzman of Topaz. Clinical Research. You want to mention your website one more time?
4: It's at www.topazclinicalresearch.com. And yep. um, our email is also uh, topazclinicalresearch at gmail.com.
2: Nice and easy to remember. Well, Marjorie, thank you for coming over. It's great always great to see you. Friends, I want to thank you for joining us today. That's going to pretty much wrap us up. I want to thank Alan Dempsey, of course, our producer, and also Vito Fira of Network Sound and Video for joining us. And of course, Vito is located right there on the Highway on Ronald Reagan Boulevard in Longwood. Drop by and see Vito and Rhonda today at Network Count and Video, where memories last forever. Uh, well, friends, I want to thank you for joining us. Hope you have a, a great day, um, and um, we look forward to speaking to you next week at this time on The Roger Franklin Williams Show. Thank you. This
0: is my day.